The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, November 28th, 2022, season 18, episode number 78. Welcome to the latest edition of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And Cowboys get a win Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it seems like that was forever ago, but we're going to break it down for you guys. We're going to tell you what we thought of that game. Cowboys win 28-20 over the Giants. Uh, we'll start with the story of the game, but I do actually want to take it a little different direction, specifically for you, Nick, because I thought you had a really interesting article uh, last week coming out of that game. Well, you said you thought this was actually an even more impressive win than the victory over the Minnesota Vikings the week before. Explain. I do. I I think that you're not going to beat teams by 37 points in the playoffs, Um, and especially on the road. Fun though. It'd be fun, but but it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Especially if it's Tampa. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Right. You're right. not. You're not. A five seed's not going to go and play a division winner and and do that. Um, well, maybe if it's Minnesota. I'll, I'll I guess. Say, maybe, maybe you match up with Minnesota. Uh, I, yeah. You know, you know that that's not going to happen again like that. And I, for what whatever reason, they kind of rolled over. The Giants don't roll over. They yeah. fight. That's yeah. what they are. That's why they have the record they do. And I just think that when penalties are, are mounting up and your offense is struggling and you, you got to figure out a way to turn the tide, those that's what happens in the playoffs. And they were able to do that. It was not pretty, but they were able to do that. And I just thought that that type of grind out game is what. This team is going to need, you know, to be battle tested to to win in the playoffs. To me, is a little bit more impressive. The Giants have already seen you before. They've seen your tricks. They haven't seen Dak, and this offense is starting to, oh, to click a little bit. Dak. They've seen plenty. They've seen, they've seen more than they want to see. Wow, yet. they they they're probably tired of Dak at this yeah. point. Isn't, isn't that Two ironic? Wins. I mean, twenty sixteen, his first two losses were against yeah. the Giants. Yeah. yeah, you know, sandwiched around like an eleven game winning streak. Like he can't beat the Giants. It's like, well, I'm not losing to them ever again. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the story of the game for you, Amber? I don't know. I have a hard time agreeing with what Nick just said. And In not, what way? Not to all of it. It's just, to me, this game, everything was in the Cowboys' advantage. And they couldn't get out there and start strong. Like, similar to what we saw in, in Minnesota. I think that's super, super key to them. It's just be, having an offense that can start strong. And to me, when you look at... Everything that, like all the players that were out, that were hurt from the Giants, this is a game they should have gone in and dominated to begin with. The thing is, the Cowboys, to me, a lot of the times, and they do this a lot, they'll start off bad, and then they come in, second half of the game, play well. And a lot of the times, it not always works in their advantage, because sometimes it's like too late, and you face teams, for example... Let's just say, just an example, I didn't think that game went down the same way that I'm trying to use as an example, but uh, Green Bay, when you get someone like that that can't finish you at the end of the game and win in the last few minutes, seconds of the game, that's a problem. And a lot of the times the Cowboys fall short in those type of situations. In this instance, they were able to beat out the Giants, and they had every reason to. 
But if they play against a better team that it's not the Giants, someone else, I don't even know who to use, but whoever else, this is a game that they could have easily lost because by the time they kind of get their gears moving, sometimes these end up being way too late. Yeah, I, man, I think you made some really good points because to me, it's like they turned the ball over three times in the first half. If you think about the interceptions and then the and then the uh, the turnover on down, down on down downs and you and you know I thought you're really fortunate. I know I know in our situation on the radio, I was doing the halftime and I'm like, man, I'm grateful you're only down seven in this one right now for where it's at. But the the thing that the thing that uh, that you have to like, it looked like a team that had played three games in four, or excuse me, three games in twelve days, and I. And sometimes you just have to survive these games. Sometimes you just have to survive the matchup. Sometimes you you have to take advantage of the uh, you know of the other team being really beat up and hurt and all that. And you know, to Ambar's point, I, you know, I I just you, you've seen this team start out fast. You have seen them start fast and being able to kind of get things together and get it going. And then and other times, you know, they're then they're falling behind and you're just kind of like well, what's the deal why why can't why is there and I think it's all about the consistency and I think they lack it I think they I, I just feel like that at times it's like you know you have better players than them and you don't you know you don't do enough early to to kind of to take their will away in this football game I mean you encourage like the Giants to stay around in this game you know, and and maybe this team plays to a little bit of the level of the teams that they play. I, I you know, the, to me, what's so disheartening is you wake up today and you're the only team in the NFC East that didn't beat the Packers. You know, it, it's stuff like that that kind of, when you look back on it, well, man, they should have won that game, should have won this game. Oh, hell, they beat Minnesota. I mean, I just think the consistency or the lack of uh, is is a problem for this football team right now? But you know, I will say this, and, and I, I I saw a lot on Twitter day the day of the game. There were a lot of fans that, that agreed with you, Amber. That man, here we go, this team again. They can't really handle prosperity. All those kinds of things. But I I just as I watch and I sat and watched football all day yesterday. And when you watch the NFL, that's the NFL. It's tough. Like I don't care who you are. I don't care how good you are. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to have those Sundays where it's just not clicking. They find a way to win, like they yeah. did yesterday, like the Cowboys Ravens did Ravens found Thursday. a way to lose yesterday. Right, yeah. and they yeah. did. Right, yeah. and they found a way to lose. But yeah. the point is, it's close. And and I don't think, I don't think fans always appreciate just how close the NFL is. Yeah. You got three or four teams that are really, really bad. Okay, I'm not saying the Texans are in the the category with all these other teams. There's there are a few teams that are just really, really bad. There are one or two teams that are really, really good. Everybody else, the margin between them is is very very slight, and so from that standpoint, I look at it and I I kind of agree with you, Nick. I think the Cowboys did what they needed to do. Oh. They didn't have it early on. They had some mistakes early on. They figured it out. They figured out how to gut out a win. That to me is is just as valuable so, as not. So this is before your time a little bit, but but you guys remember the game. I mean, it's all about perspective. Did you think Tony Romo had a good game against the the Bills back Mm-mm. in 07? Wait, but he figured out how to win. Five Troy, interceptions. Troy Aikman yeah, yeah. said that was the best game he's ever played. He yep. had five interceptions. He lost yeah. a fumble. They rallied. They figured out a way. They rallied yeah. and won the game by one. Um, and 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 so it was. All, it's all about perspective. It's it, and you know and and we say all this stuff about teams. You know, Cowboys not starting fast, and and they don't because 
I tell you who doesn't start fast against them. That's the other team. I mean, we're, I think we're, we're downplaying. That's a pretty remarkable feat that they have not given up a first quarter touchdown this year. I mean, that's eleven quarters. Think mm-hmm. about just any game, eleven quarters without giving up a touchdown. I mean, that, that's that's almost. I mean, that's what almost three games. It's almost like the Forty ers Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about That's this week? The, the 49ers, have they, have they have 11? 49ers haven't given up a touchdown like in the second half in the last seven games or something yeah, like that. Crazy. That's crazy. amazing. And crazy. shut out a team this weekend. So yeah. 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 Who's their quarterback again? Who was quarterback in the Saints? I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, 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 it was, it was, it was, it was uh, Dalton, right? Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Dalton. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, Saints are trying to give the, the Philadelphia Eagles the first overall pick in the draft. They're trying. <laughs> they're trying so They hard. really are trying hard to do that. I, forget I don't know they why they the are, but yeah. they are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you and, know, the same, and the Eagles don't need a quarterback. No. They're not going to get no. a quarterback. They don't need any more talent. Well, like, what's, what's going to happen so is – Stop picking the draft. I know this is down the road talk. Eagles will move that pick and get another first-round pick for the next year. Just yeah. They'll just keep it. They'll keep rolling, rolling it, keep rolling it, keep rolling or it. Or leverage it into two exactly. picks. I get, exactly. Yeah, they just exactly. somehow they figure out how to, how to make that work. No, I'm, hey, I, let's be honest. It, you know, it, it's a game we all thought that the Cowboys would win. You know, even knowing going in about all the things, it's just to – you know, it, it it is, you know, when you when you talk about w- how this team is able to kind of flip it in the second half or they or a drive, they're able to flip it, and then it's able to to you know make plays in the second half, and you're it makes you wonder. You're you're kind of going like, okay, where was this earlier? Where was this? Why wasn't why wasn't the start like this? And and maybe it, it has something to do with the I, like I mentioned. You know, three games in twelve days. Sometimes it just you don't practice. You don't. Me personally, Dak running around checking everything. I know he said dummy calls and all that stuff like that. Honestly, felt like he was trying to get him in the best play possible with no practice. I think he probably was looking at the offense and like going, "Okay, guys, this is what I know we can do." You know, and this look right here, I'm gonna guys. He's moving guys around. He's checking. He's doing all. And you're kind of like, man, this just looks more than normal. And I'm sitting here thinking, they hadn't practiced all week. He's just trying to get them in the best damn play they can to run. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot that goes in. Maybe that's one of the reasons why they didn't start very quickly in this game is because they just don't practice very much for this Thanksgiving Day game. Now, looking at that just can to listen. Can I say something real Sure, quick? go ahead. To me, and, and I want to make sure, and a thousand percent credit to them for being able to come back into the second half and finishing the game the way that they did, giving the ridiculous amount of penalties that they had. I don't even know what the total was at the end of the of the game, but it was way too many. My thing is, my problem is right now with the Cowboys is that sometimes it feels like they take two steps forward and then one back. You're still ahead. You're still moving forward, but it's like it's never again, and I think that's the one word that people are using when describing the Cowboys right now is that consistency right. aspect of the right. whole thing. Is right. Can they be consistent enough to kind of keep repeating the same type of game week after week? And that's the biggest problem is that when you see Minnesota, that game is like perfect. And you're not, you can't expect the game to go like them to play like that every single week. That's not. But realistic. they showed they were capable of it. Exactly. But yeah. at the same time, it's not necessarily realistic. But then again, it's just little aspects of the game that you're like, okay, you did this, and then now you step back again. And it's just that that consistency part of it that is just 
very frustrating, especially, again, when you look at everything we talked about during the week, what the Giants currently were heading into that weekend, you should have just dominated if they, them. If they beat the Packers, they figure out a way to win that in overtime, do you think that they're 9-2? and two? You think the Cowboys are 9-2? and two? You think they beat the Packers and then beat Minnesota and the Giants? You're thinking you're thinking that yeah you're thinking that maybe they split the I don't think so they split the they split the Green Bay Minnesota game something like that I think I think emotion matters and I think the way they came back and 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 beat Minnesota was a reflection of the last week in Green Bay and I think if you tell Aaron Rodgers you're going to go one and three in the NFC East he's going to be like well we better beat the Cowboys we better beat Mike McCarthy I mean I think there's a reason why he you know I mean. They certainly are not getting Jordan Love in the second half like the Eagles got. I mean, I mean that's just the way that's just the way it's gone. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think that they I don't think they destroy Minnesota right. if they beat Green Bay. I still think they beat Minnesota just because I think Minnesota is a great matchup for the Cowboys yeah. and not a great matchup for Minnesota. I think that's, that was that was a, a game point. that just you know, most people don't understand that what you just said. I, I really think that the fans don't don't think about even and not just fans. Think about it like in the media, they're like, All right, "Who's top five teams in the NFC?" Mm-hmm. You're like, "For who?" Right. For I mean, for, I mean, I tell you, I don't know where Washington ranks on this list, but Washington's a bad matchup for a lot of teams. Yes, yeah. they don't let you run the ball. Right. Washington they, right won. now, Washington and San Francisco are the two teams I think are the worst matchups of playoff yeah. NFC teams for the Cowboys, and they don't have the best record in the NFC. No, and that's and that's the the problem that the. I believe that the the Commanders have won two games now on the goal line, defending the goal line. I think they beat the Bears defending the yeah. goal line, and I think and they, they just did. went and they and they beat the Falcons. So they've won two games, having to like it got down to the point. I was listening to the game driving around, and I'm sorry, I'm talking about the Commanders here. It got down to the point where the Atlanta announcers are like going. You know, well, maybe they let you score. You know, and then you're thinking because you're you're riding yeah. that line of like, do you let them score to get the ball mm-hmm. back with a minute to go and all that? And then you're like, hell no, play defense and see, play defense led to an interception. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say this about the Cowboys though, can, something they are consistent at, and that's getting penalized. That 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 part of it, I don't think that'll ever change. I don't think that'll change. The pre-snap penalties and stuff like that. I mean, Jeez. concentrate. We, we, you talk about it all the time. You talk, I mean, you could talk about it. You could have officials. You could stop practice. You could yell at everybody. You can make everybody run laps. This team will continue <laughs> to be the most penalized team in the league. They, it just will. I mean, it, we, 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 you know, Mike McCarthy, you can honestly hear the frustration in his voice after the game when, he was, when he's talking about it. And it's something that every time it's like he's probably going, what more can I do? What more can I do to stop this team from being penalized? And I, I think that's I, – I just think we need to stop talking. I'm, no offense to you, Amber, but I, I think that the, this they're, – they're just not – it's not going to change. It's just not going to change. That, and that's fine. I mean, no, it's not fine, but – and we see them, and in every game, usually there's something. And I'm not yeah. saying that it's going to go completely away. When you, but when you see this specific game back-to-back, it's like, again, oh, no. here we go again and again. And, and, and it yes. was just, again, oh, no. I don't remember how many there were, but it just seemed ridiculous the amount of times that it happened and the amount of times that it happened back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So that was, in that aspect, it's just like, what can you do at this point? I guess yeah, I mean, not much. They had, I want to say it was Four false starts in yeah. this game, mm-hmm. um, and and there were a lot of holding calls. Which going to the game, Nick, you mentioned the one on Martin the was awful. By yeah, the way, yeah, I know. But Nick, you mentioned before the game, you said that this crew is a crew that is notoriously oh, yeah. like they, they are the most one of the most they are one of the most 
punitive teams when it comes to calling penalties. They call them all the time, and they call a lot of them. So we went into the game thinking this was going to be a heavily thirteen for heavily eighty-six. Game. Yeah, and then you had the Giants had seven. So yeah, it, it was so very similar. To, yeah, it, it was seven. It was very similar to what we saw last year on Thanksgiving, where it was just penalty after penalty after penalty. So and and I do agree, the false start ones, the one that are pre-snap, Dallas has to clean it up. A lot of the holding calls, that becomes a matter of those are the kind of calls to me that are about, um, you know, about it, was it really holding? Like it's a it's a it's a call that's that's not necessarily black and white like a false start is. Yeah. And I would venture to say, just from my perspective, about half of those holding calls, I'd be like, eh, I don't the, know if I necessarily agree. The Giants there. had a really bad penalty on them. The legal man downfield was kind of questionable. That was questionable, but yep. the one that saved you. that saved the drive for the Cowboys was. CD over the middle, they called defensive holding, yeah. Yeah. and they called it really late, too. And when the receiver doesn't even complain, every receiver complains about getting hold, uh, you know, held or, yeah. or, or you know, P.I., and he didn't, he was walking off the field like, oh, it's fourth down. And then they called they called a hold at the start, which that was questionable. So both teams got it. Well, yeah, you, absolutely. Had, you had seven of the, was it 20 penalties? You had seven of the 20 penalties were resulted in a first down for the other team. Hmm. So I mean, that, it was just one of those days where the refs did they they wanted to like I say all the time they you. wanted mom and they wanted mom and dad to see I'm refing a game on you, Thanksgiving <laughs> like, they wanted to be a part of see the story me, look at me yeah they wanted to be a part of the story so it is what it is all right we're gonna take our first break when we come back we got more we got to talk about we'll dive into the offense and the defense and what they did well and not so well we'll do that when we come back DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. The Cowboys are proud to nominate Dan Quinn as the 2022 NFL Salute to Service Award Club nominee. Join us in making sure he becomes a finalist for this prestigious award by voting at NFL.com slash salute fan vote. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Uh, he was 21 of 30. Uh, Sun, I'm sorry, Thursday, 70% completions. Uh, 20, 261 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions, a 91.1 rating. How would you characterize his play overall that day? Which half? <laughs> you got to do it as one. As, yeah. as one whole, how do you how do you characterize they it? Play, you know, in the second half, I thought he threw the ball really well. He had some nice throws in there, and he let his receivers go make plays. I mean, yeah. those receivers had to help for some of those penalties we just talked about, five yards here and there, and Schultz bails him out with a nice catch in the back. And CD, I thought CD had an outstanding game, better than the numbers show because of all the, the penalties that he drew. Uh, I thought Dak had a good game, but in the first half, though, uh, there obviously was a miscommunication. He thought that that was going to be a false, a, uh, a free play with a defense. Thibodeau jumps in into neutral zone. So. He should have got the call. It's one that Novak and them clearly missed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the one they missed. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to call. Yeah. yeah. So I think he, he cle- no, he clearly missed that. That yeah. that the, yeah. the line judge to decide it was on this Cowboys bench. The Cowboys were screaming, and you know, so yeah, you think you're going to get the free play out of that one for sure. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't his best game, but he cleaned it up in the second half. You know, he had a couple of those turnovers and thought, three or four possessions at a touchdown. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I, you know what? I to me, I'm all about getting Michael Gallup going any way we can here. You know, and I think early in the first half, some of the catches that Michael Gallup was able to make, I thought were really some nice ones. Going to get in the football, making some adjustments, the route running, stuff like that. And Dak, you know, as long as he can reward those guys for running great routes and throw the ball where it needs to be thrown, you know, I, I'm I'm all about that. I thought, you know, when you look at the receivers overall, though, like I say, with Gallup, with Lamb, and the way that they're able to play, that 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 to me is just a real positive. And these young tight ends, we can go on all day about them, but. You know, Dak, it's great when he can throw the ball to guys that are open. And, you know, there were a couple of plays that were contested plays that guys may catch. I mean, Gallup made a catch along the sidelines for a big play on the, when Dak was sprinting to, you know, sprinting on the outside. They blocked Noah Brown on the edge. And it's, you know, they're going to, it's really one of those RPO kind of throws and he's running to his right. It's a tight window throw, and he makes and Gallup does a great job of not letting it get on him. That's what we always complain about is that ball getting on Gallup and kind of getting knocked up in the air. But man, he went out and kind of got the hands up and stuff like that. So Dak put him on, put it on his receivers in this game. It was uh, it was good to see it that way. Yeah, I think this was just um, kind of Dak. I mean, that's just good old Dak and the yeah. way that he plays. But. The, the interceptions, I was just looking at them again to get a reminder of how that looked. And, I mean, on both of them, it didn't necessarily – it wasn't necessarily his fault, really. I mean, on the first one, to Gallup, he, he – I don't know if it was maybe he threw it a little too early or Gallup just wasn't quick enough and him turning around and all that. And then you look at the, the one with CeeDee Lamb and – 
it, that was a pretty contested ball, but it was yeah. more on CD than I would say Ga- uh, yeah. Dak, and it well, was just very well protected. Like the yeah. Giants defense did a good job. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Holmes made a great play on the ball. He got around and knocked it in the air. The problem was that Tyler Smith was in his lap when he threw the ball. And, and, and people said, oh, you're defending Dak. No, it's hard to step and throw a football when your offensive tackle is right there and you've already broke your damn thumb you know, on a play mm-hmm. earlier in the year you know, with a guy in your face. You know, it's so for him to step up and have to make that throw, yeah, it was, it was a little tight. I mean, they're, they're like, we call it that cover two look, and the, you know, the safeties both go wide, and then you, know, you get the other one come back. It's like they go wide, and then they come back. At, Holmes knocked the ball in the air, man. I mean, he made a good play. He just turned around, and he, he contested the ball. It's a tough throw, tough play. Yeah. But, but also, on that throw, when you watch it, Dak can't step and throw because he's got Tyler Smith sitting right in his lap. Yeah, final two minutes of the half, Dak to CD over the middle. No, thanks. Bears (laughs) interception, Packers interception, (laughs) and then this one, I mean, the Vikings, I mean, they can do anything they want to. Is this what Mike needs to say as soon as – as soon as Kellen brings that up, no. he's like, no, 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 I've no, seen, no not I've, right now, no, when you, when you watch <laughs> Not all, happening right now. When you see the All-22, you see why Dak made the throw, because the safeties do go wide, yeah. and it, there's going to be a hole right there. Again, the problem is, this was, this was a tough game for Tyler Smith. I mean, it, Thibodeau came to play for the yeah. Giants, and I, I was talking to the Giants personnel before the game, and they're like, listen, Thibodeau's just been okay. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh. Thibodeau looks a lot better than okay. Had five quarterback hits. Yeah, he he was a factor. And they had problems with the twist. They had problems with, uh, you know, he had problems with late blitzes. Maybe it was one of those things, again, no practice. You're out there playing. You're a rookie. Wait a minute. This guy blitzes 48% of the time? Mm. What am I doing out here? Mm. Kind of a thing. And I... Not making excuses for the kid, but it wasn't one of his better games there at Tyler Smith, for sure. But you know, what I really liked about Dak is that despite those two interceptions in the first half, I mean, they didn't shy away from keeping, like, throwing the ball and passing, and they were really successful in the second half in that. So that's an aspect that I think he did a really, really nice job that... He's the type of player that he stays very mentally there where he needs to be. But also in Kellen Moore, trusting him and his arm and not deciding to, okay, let's just kind of stick to the run and just run the ball all night. No, they they did a really nice job in balancing the game and just trusting the passing game despite For somebody, yeah, for some, for a team that blitzes like the Giants do, yeah, to trust the passing game in that situation says a lot about the confidence they have in Dak. There was an interesting moment in the first half. Actually, it was in the first series, at the end of the first series. Cowboys have the ball. They're moving it okay. They're at their own 40. Um, and then they decide on third and two, they're going to throw the ball deep uh, in completion. Then on fourth and two, they decide to go for it. How did you like that decision? Was that the right decision, in your opinion? No, obviously, not the right decision when he gets stopped. But third and two, I mean, it, it comes down to, I mean, you know, I deal with this too. With, you know, I watch college football. I'm, you know, you know, I'm just like if you <laughs> that look of exasperation. Yeah, Go ahead. If, if you're gonna, if you decide what you're going to do, I just feel like third and two. If you're going for it on fourth down, I just don't think they're going to stop Zeke twice. Right. I don't believe that. You know, or they're not going to stop KJ twice, or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever, whoever your team is, you're not. You know, that's really what you want to say in the first place. Go ahead. 
But it's the offensive coordinator and the head coach being on the same page, saying, all right, we're going for it here, and then just looking at it and going. And I don't think third and two is this free play where you can just throw it deep and then fourth and two, you can get it. No, fourth and two is tough. It's a yeah. two-point conversion. That's tough to get. So cut it in half or get it. You know, Spread them out on third and two and then run the ball. Maybe you get a yard. Maybe if you get stopped for a two-yard loss, then you can punt it. Yeah. But I, I didn't like the call. I, I, I didn't like the third down call if you're going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, and my thought on the third down, too, is like if you're going to pass it, I still want to take a, uh, a, a higher percentage pass yeah. play. Don't give me a 50-50 ball on a third and two if I know I'm going to go for it on fourth down. For me, I'm like, give me a ball that I think I can convert. If I don't, then I'll go for it on fourth and two. But that's if you want to pass. But I agree with you. Running it twice, I feel like most teams, the Cowboys can convert that. Yeah. A fourth and If you give them two downs to get two yards, I think they can do it on the ground if they do it with Zeke. Mm-hmm. There are a couple fourth down plays in that game that could have been Big plays. The one that the Giants missed on was a big play too. That they threw to Barkley. Man, that thing could have gone for a touchdown. Yep. I mean, they were they were Dallas was in trouble on that call. Oh, the Giants had a lot of moments. Oh no, they they did. I mean, you're looking. You're looking at like, oh, look out. But yeah, the the thing about it was, I I think on the fourth and two, they're going to probably get it. The problem is that Hendershot. I man. Like it, that's this is a tough one because I I'm thinking if you watch the way the play was blocked, if he blocks down on Smith, they're probably going to run in behind it. It's going to be a first. Instead, he blocks wide, and he let the and let Smith have a free run at you know at the ball carrier. So if he just goes down inside and lets the furthest guy from the ball free, we we've seen Zeke a thousand times take the ball and fall forward for two yards. Yep. But it was one of those, like, you're thinking, okay, was it a bust or was there something going on here? I mean, it made me question because you don't let a guy inside. You don't let the linebacker, Smith, just have a free run on that play. You just don't. don't. I don't miss that guy. At all. Did y'all see the play? Yes. <laughs> Where he thinks he's a wrestler. How did he not, did he not get flack for that? I'm, I don't Jalen Smith. We're talking about Jalen Smith. And, and, and if you just, you got to watch the whole play. Not just not yeah. just the flying in the air, the people's elbow. He 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 runs around here. He hits nobody. Right. Then he just runs over here and like. The play's over. I don't understand. That's, Maybe yeah. one of the best That's, games he's played this year. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, he, he led won. them in tackling. Yeah, and there were some yeah. moments in the game yeah, where, I like, where I was like, I, I, "Okay, Jalen's got a little something." We yeah. heard a lot, his name a lot. I think more than what we used more to hear. More than you wanted to he hear. Was in with the he's always flying. In we heard his name on the press box. I, I just don't. Under, I don't understand the thought process for him when he runs into a pile and just basically jumps in with his elbow. I don't get that. But I also don't understand how a a crew that's penalizing everything yeah. decides. Nah, that's good. That that that's football right there. Like it just didn't make sense. It, it you know what the, the the thing about it is like old crusty guy like me didn't like going for it there because just because the fact that don't give the Giants any encouragement, don't give them any reason yeah. to you know punt it back, make them drive. Maybe they turn over the ball, yeah. and then you get the ball. I, I'm not helping the Giants in this game. They don't have any blockers. They don't have this. They don't have that. They don't have any real wide receivers. I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm not doing anything to help them. I'm not giving them the ball right there, yeah. you know, in case Fair. something happened. But, you know, he's gone for it before on fourth down like that and made it every single time. So I've just kind of kept – I just go, well, this is what analytics and stuff do. That yeah, People yeah. say, fourth and one, fine. Fourth and two, 
I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. If, yeah. Especially we're not going to block the, you know, maybe they thought, hey, we don't have to block Smith. He won't make the tackle. You know, maybe that's <laughs> we know him. Yeah. Maybe that was his thought. It's like it's like the NBA, the three point guy. Hey, don't cover him. You know, don't worry about him shooting over here. He's not gonna do anything. But let's be honest. I actually like the fact that Mike McCarthy is aggressive when it comes to fourth yeah. downs. I want him to sure. be aggressive. I just didn't love the play call on yeah. third down yeah. if you didn't if you know you're gonna go for it on fourth well, down. Well, see, they they tried to on the previous play, they tried to go max protection. And it kind of got a little the pressure. They got pressure on him, mm-hmm. so they tried to go max in order to set it up to try and get the home run, yeah. like that, like and, they did in the yeah. first Giants. Yeah, game exactly, exactly. Yeah, they tried to go max and set it up, yeah. and it didn't work. And then so now you're like, okay, fourth and two. Do you punt this? Nah, let's go for it. We'll find. We're good here. You know, I'm like, okay. Which so, I think once I get to that point, I probably do punt. But go ahead, Amber. No, you you said why do that if you know. You're gonna go for it on fourth down. I guess that's something I never really thought about that much. But how far, how much in advance, like how many plays ahead are you thinking? If you know, well, I mean, and that is, I think every every coach when you're getting to third and short, they're probably having that thought process yeah. of, are we gonna go for it here on fourth? Because that does influence the kind of play that you should call on third down. Yeah. If you know you're gonna go for it. On to fourth your down. point, the Green Bay game where they went for it on fourth down at the end of the game and had really a bad play. McCarthy clicked over. He said he told the media, I clicked over on second down and said you got two plays. Yeah. So that helps Kellen in his mind think, okay, I got two down. I got two downs to pick up this two yards. You know, I've got two downs. I got to figure this out. You know, and so that's usually when they click over. He'll say, "Hey, I'm going to go for it here. Have two plays ready." And then that kind of lets them know. And yeah. I put that back on Kellen. Of, of yeah. you're running the ball on them. Malik Davis is running the ball on them. Yeah. So is Pollard, of course. Why? Why is not one of those a run? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's what's frustrating. Back to that game, but. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Let's talk Bad about the loss. defense, what the defense, <laughs> what the defense did well and maybe not so well. We'll when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Uh, live music fans, head to the Star in Frisco Tuesday, November 29th for a brand new monthly concert series, Sounds of the Star, featuring country rock band Western Rewind. The concert kicks off 7 p.m. It's free and open to the public. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, this is presented by... Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk about the defense. They held the New York Giants to 90 yards, rushing a 4.3 average. Uh, Saquon Barkley was held to 11 carries for 39 yards, 3.5 yard average. Have they solved it's the fixed. run defense? <laughs> <laughs> Have they solved it? Is it is it done? Is that a done topic? Can we wait till next Monday? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor comes yeah. down, and a team that's committed to it like yeah. that. Yeah, I think I think they're. I think they've gotten better, but also the, the the game and the scores kind of dictated that. But they they did a nice job with Barkley. I thought they yeah they yeah they really that. really did. That it's a, it's tough to deal with him, uh, and you know, and no one that uh, man. I mean, the the and the quarterback didn't kill him either in this game too. That's what some of the things I thought the best chance for them to win the Giants to win this game was for Barkley to get like a hundred and fifty. And then maybe Daniel Jones having to rush somewhere between eighty and a hundred yards themselves. You know, I, I didn't think that they could drop back and throw the ball and be effective enough. But they did a great job of you know. And there were times where Barkley got screen passes and stuff like that, and they never let him get going. I mean, mm-hmm. I, Leighton Vander Esch played really, really yeah. well in this football game. Yeah, I mean, he he was on point. You know, I mean, he his responsibility getting to Barkley, getting him on the ground. You know, there were times there where like it was a you know a third down play. They throw to Bark on the screen. He, he keeps him a yard short. You know they have to punt. You know they, those are the kinds of things that you know when you're playing against a back. That I mean this guy had like a well over I think 1,200 yard scrimmage yards coming into this game, and and you know so you always worry about that. But for him to only average like three and a half yards a carry, I'd say that was a big win for the Cowboys. Yeah, there was a play where uh, Van Der Esch got blocked and he yeah. got, got knocked off his off his point you know a little mm-hmm. bit and he still recovered and made the tackle short of the first down I remember and that happened I feel like it happened a couple times it did. where you know he he was you know blocked but still you know fought off the block made made the play I mean anytime he's howling you know anytime they, they got <laughs> that going on you know it feels like forever ago when that was happening I mean it, it, it is kind of strange to think you know just what Four years ago, and him and Jalen together, and they're thinking these are the two best linebackers in the league, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to be paired up forever. And then four years comes by, and Leighton we thought was going to leave, and Jalen was cut, and, and Micah Parsons is 
linebacker or whatever. He's the best in the league. It's, it's just weird how things can change kind of quickly. Not for long. Well, for you know, long. and That's if right. you go back to Vanderish too, and I was looking at my notes, there was a time when in, in the game it was a third down play where they where he was in coverage, and actually they were too deep, and he went deep middle. I mean, he carried the inside guy all the way up the middle, and you could see Daniel Jones is trying to throw the ball in the middle of the field, and but. Vanderesh is so deep on the play and coverage that Jones just has to throw it away. That I mean the play was called and that just shows you. I mean, he's playing around the line of scrimmage, he's making tackles, he's getting off blocks. I mean, on the on the, the goal line play, jumps over the pile, makes a tackle there, you know, and times it perfect. You know, that's just kind of what Leighton Vanderesh, this is the kind of game that's perfect for him. You know, it's they're gonna run the ball, they're gonna try and run the ball. You know, and he's going to have to, you know, be playing a physical style of game, which he very well did. Did you guys feel any better about Dallas's ability to stop running quarterbacks? They hold uh, Daniel Jones to only three carries, fourteen yards. I think there's two parts to that. One that she held him to only yeah. running three times, which mm-hmm. means he didn't see a lot of open lanes to be able to run, and then fourteen yards on the times he did run. How do you feel about that? I felt. I'll tell you what I did. You know, there was remember the play that Dallas got. Heard on in week three where that where Jones they're going to run the RPO going to the left and he sprints out and then there's the like the tight end was over in the flat and he throws I mean they like digs adjust to him it comes up and he throws the ball in the flat they tried the same play and Dallas defended it perfectly and because you know Jones could have run and no he had and now he's like oh wait I, I can't run and he just had to throw the ball away. That just shows you, though, when you're playing these RPO teams and stuff like that, that you after you see them one time, you kind of see their best play, then you're like, okay, this is a down and distance that we could get. And sure enough, they try to run it where he sprints out. They're on top of him. He tries to throw it. It's incomplete because they had it covered. So those are the types. Now, I think that's what the, you know, the first game, he killed them running the football. Mm-hmm. This game, they didn't allow him to get going running the football because of the way they were playing in lanes and the way the linebackers were playing and the way they were playing in coverage. Yeah, running quarterbacks uh, with some some dynamic receivers, I think that that could be a problem. I mean, I think the way those receivers, the Cowboys don't have to do a whole lot other than just cover them. You know, they don't have to, to put a lot of zone defense, all that kind of stuff, but problem is when you face like an Eagles team yeah. that has those receivers on the outside and then they're going to have a tight end that will be back probably you know probably for that game and then of course you've got the running back and the running quarterback which we saw I mean saw last night I mean there was a play last night early in the game where they they send the running back in motion and the linebacker just comes flying with them and you're like you just, they yeah. just snap the ball and Hurts has like a lane to run like 40 yards. You yeah. know, like exactly. We did exactly what we wanted you to do. You got your linebacker out of the way and we go and make plays. So when you have a lot of weapons, I think that's what I'm trying to say. When you have a lot of weapons, it is going to be a lot harder for the Cowboys to, okay, stop the running quarterback, stop the running back, stop the two guys. You know, something they will have to figure out Dallas defensively is what's going on with, with Anthony Brown. Because he, you know, he gave up the big play, and he could have given up another big play. The first, the I mean, you, you know, look at the yeah, before too, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. He, I mean, that's um, and teams are attacking him. Teams are they're staying away. They're they're. It's like, let's go after Anthony Brown here. So you're going to have to figure something out, whether it's the shade of safety. And I thought on the long pass play that the, that they completed it down to the one. I thought that Hooker was late, but when I watched the tape, Hooker couldn't have done anything about that. The ball was just really well thrown, and Anthony's just got to do a better job of playing the ball in the air. I mean, mm-hmm. he just 
he's it's he's like he's losing track of it and stuff. But they're going to continue to attack him. Do you guys think that the plays, the big plays that he does give up, outweighs like I guess I don't know if I'm saying it backwards, but. There are a lot of other plays that I watch him. I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. You know, and yeah. it just re- reminds me of like, okay, well, that's the reason he is where he's at, you know? Yeah. So it goes back and forth of like, okay, he does give up these big plays, but at the same time, he does protect the ball, like some good plays. Mm-hmm. So which one does one outweighs the other right now? Or? I, I think personally, you can't be giving up 44 yard passes. I mean, like a one-on-one. Like that. I understand there's going to be some great throws, and these receivers are big time, but you're going to play better receivers than what you played against the Giants. And I just wonder if somebody's just going to load up and say, he can't play the ball down the field. And now all of a sudden Dallas is playing great defense, and all of a sudden they, get a, they need a big play, and then they launch one on him. That's the things I worry about you know, in these games. Well, what I think saves him a lot is – not many teams will get a lot of deep throw opportunities because this pass rush is so ferocious. That's 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 what tr- saves him. That's ultimately that's yeah. And he's know. not going up against a lot of number ones because Diggs has got him. Right. Yeah. When so you when you face those you fa- teams, yeah. like the Eagles, maybe well, you the 49ers. Yeah. But yeah. But that, that's the, that's the tough part of this thing is, or the good part for the Cowboys is, you can't hide a little bit of deficient secondary yeah. play because your pass but, rush is so good. Well, what, I mean, what are you going to do? Me, I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe the safety, maybe it's one of those things where you're like, listen, Diggs is so good. We don't going to play the safety in the middle of the field. We're going to say we're going to shade the safety over, so at least you give Hooker the chance to have a run at it. You know, like I thought he, I thought Hooker was no help when Slayton when he caught the ball. I'm like, Hooker's got to get over. And then when you watch on tape, it's like the route in the middle of the field kind of holds him for a second. And Hooker's not the quickest guy. He's just not. And so that's a problem. But maybe you have to shade him over to that side just to give him a little bit better opportunity to make a run to help. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start looking at the big picture of what's happening around the NFC. Right now, all the teams in the NFC East are in the playoffs mm-hmm. as of this moment. And we'll talk about that and a couple other topics. We'll do that tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?